Rabbi Say, good morning. A good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kaidish, Parshas Vayetze, Tovshin Peveiz. Erev Shabbos Kaidish, we're holding in the eighth day of Kislev. And uh, we're getting closer, Sonach Venira, to the great Yantif of Chanukah, Bo'aleinu Latoiva. 17 more days. Big Matrik Toiv. It should be 17 more days. All the days should be good days. The Shabbos should be a good Shabbos. The month should be a good Shabbos. The should be should be Toiv. And for sure, the year should only, we should have ach toiv chesed. We should have only toivists that come to us. Um, last night I gave a Zoom shmuz, and we spoke a gewaldic word on the parsha, And I want to share it with you as well in a, maybe a little bit different fashion. And as usual, we want to take um, chizuk, and we want to take uh, insights from the parsha to use it in the world that we live in and the trials and tribulations that we all are going through during these during these days of Gullus. And I think that's a very apropos way of looking at this parish. The parish is Vayetze, is the, I would say, the stamp, the, um, the preamble. This is the parsha which if we learn it properly, we learn the Yesaitis, how the Yid is supposed to go through the Gullus. Yaakov Avinu is the quincentennial Gullus Jew. In fact, that really answers a question. It says, Vayetze Yaakov Versheva, and Rashi points out, Panaziva, Panador, Malamid, that the Yitzhiyah Tzadik, Oyserajim, the Yitzhiyah Tzadik, makes an imprint when the Tzadik leaves. And already a lot of the Mepharshim and Rashi ask, well, what do you mean? Uh, uh, a lot of Tzadikim left their cities before that, when the Torah Yitzchak left, Avram Avinu left, so why Dafka by Yaakov Avinu? And what we're always fond of saying is that Yaakov Avinu is the one that goes into Golis. Everybody else, either Avram Avinu was coming into Eretz Yisrael, Yitzchak was, never had to leave Eretz Yisrael, so to speak. So Yaakov Avinu is the template of the Yid that goes into Golis into exile. And going into exile is, carries with it a special limut. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenesky points out that later on the Pasuk says, Vayishka b'makamahu. That he, we know, he slept at that place. He surrounded himself with the Evans, with the Avanim. They all turned into one Evan. And Rashi says, Why do you say Bamakamahu? Oh, because for 14 years when he learned in the Yeshiva of Rashi says Aver, but really means Shame Aver, he didn't sleep, which is really something which is hard to understand. How is it he didn't sleep? But we'll leave that for right now. But Rabbi Yaakov Kamneski raises a Gavalik Akasha. Why is it? That Yaakov Avinu went to the yeshiva of Shem Ve'ever. First of all, he was commanded by his mother and his father to go find a wife, to go to the house of Lavan. And all of a sudden he takes a detour for 14 years. What's he doing taking a detour for 14 years? Number two is, and really the strongest question is, why did he have to go to the yeshiva of Shem Ve'ever? You know, a lot of wonderful yeshivas today, you know, people that come there at Saul, they go to the Mir, they go to Brisk, they they go to Panovich, you know, wherever there are plenty of choices where to go. You know, you have wonderful yeshivas for the American guys. Why did it? Yeah, who did he learn by? He was a Talmud Muvak. He learned with Avram Avina for 15 years, and then he continued to learn with Yitzchak, his father. You know, I would imagine that's at least as good as Brisk. He had a good track record. What does he have to go to the yeshiva of Shem Ve'ever? Rabbi Yaakov says, and I'm just taking the highlight of Rabbi Yaakov says, but so de- so much depth to it. Rabbi Yaakov says the diff- there was a tremendous difference between the limud of Avram Avinu and the and Yitzchak and the limud of Shem Ve'ever. And we'll put it into our own contemporary understanding. The typical learning 
that goes on the yeshivas is that when you're in the confine of the base medrash in the yeshiva and the yeshiva atmosphere, there's a gavaldik a gavaldik that takes place, and this was the the lessons that Avram Avinu and Yitzchak imparted into Yaakov. Yaakov was the quincentennial Yishtam Yosef Olim. He sat and he learned Torah. He was in the base medrash, and when he's in the base medrash, everything is gavaldik. But now Yaakov Avinu has to leave the base medrash. And he has to go into the world of Golas. He has to go out into the outside world. He has to go to Manhattan. He has to go to London. He has to go to Hamburg, Germany on a trip. He's not going to be in the confines of the base medrash. How does a Jew live his life in the contemporary world? And if Yaakov says, Shem, who was the son of Nayach, who lived in a world where the whole world was against God, and he was the only one. He taught his son, Shame how you can live in the world, live in a contemporary world, a contemporary society, but live it with the values of the Torah. And the same thing with Aver. This was the limit of Aver. The limit of Aver was, how to be, it was Hilchus Talmud Torah Shal a new Talmud Torah. Dafkin the Yeshiva Shem Aver. And Yaakov Avinu understood that in order for him to be able to get through the trials and tribulations of living in the house of Lavan, where everything is all of a sudden, it's not niceties, it's not a place where everything is coochie-coo, but no, it's it's what the world, doggy dog, so to speak, and where Lovin is always trying to trick him. How does a person retain his midas ha'emes in the world of gullus, in the world of exile? This is a tremendous lesson for every single one of us. Last night we spoke a little bit about uh, Torah and sports, and we spoke about you know how we should look at what sports is, and, and, and do we look at it through the prism of the Torah, or do we look at it as being a value on its own? And if we look at it through the prism of the Torah, we can look about how it can be healthy, person plays sports, person learns a lot of what it is to be have good teamwork, and to have also uh, be healthy generally. Sports can be a tremendous, tremendous thing. But when we, when we become enamored with it, and we begin to think that sports, the following of sports, and the, the the domination of sports, which we know the world, we're honest with ourselves, there's a dominating entertainment value to it. That entertainment value, when it enters into our minds and we can't live without it, so that's something which we have to take heed of. And we have to know what does the Torah tell us when it comes to these particular things. Ayin, the Bezum Shmuz last night, we spoke in more detail. But it's a tremendous Kavalika lesson that I think we could take for ourselves. Lesson number one of the Parsha. Parsha is teaching us, yes, Yaakov Avinu decided, I need 14 years to go to the yeshiva, Shem Ve'ever, in order to be able to understand how I can go out into the world at large and how I can still maintain myself. We know that the Pasuk says that Yaakov Avinu meets the, meets the uh, shepherds when he finally... Um, when he finally gets to Charon, and he sees there's a there's a well and there's Shlosha Edritzain, there's flocks, there's there's shepherds, and there's a tremendous stone which is Alpia Be'er. And we always look at it as this was the episode and he, he, he was able to flick the Evan Alpia Be'er with tremendous strength, like a like a pakak. And then he, he, this was the first time he was introduced to Rachel and um and then there's a discussion that goes on between Yaakov Avinu and the shepherds. And he sees the shepherds are there, and um, they're about to leave. So he says, where are you going? It's not time to take your flock back. 
want to give want to give the the, the 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 sheep the flock you should give them something to drink he said no we need everybody together because it's too heavy in order for us to move the bear and we know that Yaakov Avinu when he sees Rachel coming to Tzon when he sees her all of a sudden he gets he gets tremendously tremendously strong and he lifts up to Evan Vayogos Evan Apia Be'er Vayashk Tzon Lovin Achi Imai the simple understanding is he did a tremendous amount of chesed and he was able to uncover the well. I saw it brought down that the Zoyar in Parshas Eschanan tells that really the Torah is hinting to a whole different level of understanding. The Zoyar says, what does the Pasuk mean when it says, Hain oid hayoyim godol. The day is still long. It's not the time for the miknet to, to gather together. The Zohar HaKadr says that really Oid Hayyam Gadol is a remez to the Yemais of Mashiach Tzidkenu, the Ikvis of the Mashiach which we ourselves are living in. It's still a long day and it hasn't become the time for the Ha'asif HaMikna. The Ha'asif HaMikna is Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael is considered the Tzayn Kodesh of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Holy Holy Sheep. How does a person Get through this Oid Hayyim Mikna. The only way is Hashku Hatsain. And this is what Yaakov Avina says. We have to give the waters to the Tsain. We have to teach our children the Torah. The continuity of teaching the Torah under all situations. And if we do that, then we're able to get through the Golos. And the and the, the shepherd said, we can't do it, because there's an Evan up here, it's so difficult in the Golos. We can't do it. We need all of Klaus all together. What does Yaakov say? No, we can't wait for everyone to get together. Each person has to take the Evan al Piyabair. We have to be Mashkidatsoin. And if we're Mashkidatsoin, we understand that the continuity of Klaus or the legacy of Klaus is how we teach our children throughout the Golas. This is the element. Rabbi said, what a powerful word, a different insight into the depths of the Torah. Again, a message of how we get through the Golas. We get through the Golas with the Limud of Torah. This is the message which Yaakov Avin is teaching us. He's teaching us, and number one is to go into the base Medrash of Shem Ve'ever. Learn how you get through the Golas. Learn the Halachas of the Golas. Learn the Hilchas Talmud Torah of the Golas. And then he learns that you have to teach the children. The aside of the end of the Golas is coming, only going to come out through the Mayim of the Torah, which comes from the Be'er. The Yogel Ha'even, Me'apiyah Be'er, sometimes the difficulties that we have through Kaiso going through the Golas. No, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be worried about it. There's another Pasuk we want to mention, which also we can get Chizik. We'll try to tie it in with two great stories as well. Later on, he finally gets to Lavan, and the trickery ends up marrying Leah first, then Rachel second, and there's so much to talk about that. We know he loves Rachel. Why does he love Rachel? That also needs an explanation. Eventually, he is able to have children first from Leah and then from Rachel. And HaKadosh Baruch says he saw that really Leah was not as loved as Rachel, so he decided to open up her womb and he gave her children. First Ruvain then Shimon, then Levi, and then she has a fourth child. The fourth child is Yehuda. 
And when she sees that she has another child, she says, I want to give him a name. Now is the time that I want to thank Hashem. He calls her name, he calls his, he, he, she calls his name Yehuda. And uh, Rashi comments, why did he call his name Yehuda? Oh, because she saw a Nevoah that there's going to be 12 tribes that are going to come out. She figured there's going to be four wives. Each one's going to get three children. And now she sees that she's getting a fourth. So she received even more than her portion. Therefore, she wants to thank Hashem. I saw Bratana the Sefer that it could be that even though Leah called Yehuda, the fourth child Yehuda, really what she was exclaiming was that she understood now on the fourth child that every single one of her three children were truly a blessing of Hashem. It wasn't just a natural thing that comes about. Man, woman, they're married, they have a relationship, and then the child is born. Each child is a miracle which comes out from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When she received the fourth child, which was beyond her portion, she exclaimed, all of my children are really Bechina of Hodoya, of Yehuda. I heard from someone, someone said that she was, you know, she would, she would walk around and she would say, when she said Yehuda's name, it was like a constant reminder. Yidale, Yidale. Yeah, I always have to remember that every single second of my life is something that a person has to be thankful to Kaddish Baruch Hu. There was a younger man that came to Rav Shach. His wife gave birth to a healthy Baruch Hashem, healthy, healthy baby. And last night I received a phone call from one of the Talmudim. His wife gave birth to a baby boy and he called me from the hospital. He's close to me. He just wanted to tell me the good news. And I gave him such a bracha. It was late at night, but it didn't make a difference. It was like such a wonderful thing to receive such good news at night. And a healthy baby, something which is we take for granted, but we shouldn't take for granted. Healthy mommy, healthy baby, these are things which are all chesed of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So this is the lesson which that, that, you, that Leah was teaching us. And maybe it's also a lesson for the Gullahs to be thankful for everything that Hashem gives us. So this younger man came to Rav Shach, and he said his wife gave birth to a baby girl, and he asked, should he make a Kiddush? So Rav Shach first said, how long after your marriage? So he said, it's within the first year, it's in the Shana Rishon, he was a fresh young man, with his wife, they had a Baruch Hashem, a healthy baby that was born within a year. Ah, what a bracha. So Rav Shach said, you should make a big Kiddush, so he says, why do I have a big kiddush? You know, I mean, maybe a, maybe a regular kiddush. No, you have to make a big kiddush. Because you see that a kiddush bocha gave you a bracha, that he gave you a healthy baby. Everything worked out in the time. You didn't have to wait. You didn't have to go to doctors. You didn't have to go for fertilization treatment. There's so many people who, they have difficulties in life. And sometimes it takes them years and years until they're able to have children. Unfortunately, this is a this is a reality in the world. And then sometimes you have children and they're not healthy. These are things which, again, all part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's master plan. But when you see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you a healthy child and it goes what's called regularly, which is not regular, because really it's all a brach of Hashem, then you have to make a big kiddush. And that's what lay the message of lay is, Apam Oides Hashem. There was a story I just saw there was a family that people here in Eretz Yisrael remember very vividly. It's hard to believe. Over eight years ago, it took place. There was a family, the Gross family. The Gross family was a younger man that lived here in Yerushalayim. And they had a terrible, terrible tragedy. They had hired someone to do what's called Hadbarah, to do, um, you know, to clean out the the house. 
and to use all different kinds of chemicals. And unfortunately, the people that they brought in, the chemicals remained and they didn't realize and the, the whole family was sick, taken to the hospital. Two of the children passed away, unfortunately. And then there were other children, the, the two remaining sons that were in the hospital and people were davening and davening and davening for them. They were under uh, anesthesia and they didn't, no one thought they were going to make it. But people, the whole class was davening for these, these two children. I think one's name was Yitzchak. I can't remember the other name. And the statistics were that literally one case was found by the doctors of children in such a similar situation that they were able to survive. And these people, these children beat the odds with the tefillahs of Klai Yisrael. They were able to overcome the illness and they walked out healthy. And there was a tremendous, uh, a tremendous outpouring of gratitude from the, the family, the young couple. Everyone saw the tremendous emuna. They just kept on asking people, just make sure you daven, please daven for the young children. And it seems that Last year during Corona, there was a bar mitzvah of one of them in a very, very small Corona-like event. But this week, there was the second bar mitzvah of the other boy. And over there, the father exclaimed as he was, he spoke, he spoke about how, what kind of chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they were Zochim Baruch Hashem to have three other children born since those eight years. And he said one thing. He said, if we were daven for Mashiach, all of Klaus were daven for Mashiach, the way everyone davened for these children, for our children, then everything is possible. You can never give up with the koyach of tefillah. Hapam oides Hashem. Rabbi Isai, we should be thankful. We should always have simchas. We should always have a full heart. We should be thankful for every breath that we have. And as we're living through the, the gullus, and there's all kinds of things here in Eretz Yisrael, the uh, anti-religious laws which are coming into place, and throughout the world, there's still many, many people that have tzaras, we see this anti-Semitism, which is on the rise. We see we've gotten through a corona, but we haven't necessarily gotten through it completely. We all realize we're in the hands of a Baruch Hu. This week's parasha is the template. How do we get through the Golas? The Kayach of Yaakov Avinu, the Kayach of Leah, the Kayach of Rachel. All of these messages are great, great messages. We hope that we can inculcate some of these messages. We should be Zoychim Hashem to the coming of Mashiach. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.